0: Hi there, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of the Cloud Base Mayhem. The Red Bull X Alp starts tomorrow morning. It is right now 6 p.m. my time over in Europe. So we've got about, let's see, what is that, uh, 12, 30, 15, 16 hours until the start of the best race on earth, in my opinion. And I went around the athlete camp today, spent all day talking to a whole bunch of the teams, and in some cases, their supporters Rich Benstead, Tommy Friedrich, Tom and James Elliott, Damien Lacaz, Tangi Renaud-Goud, and his supporter Tim Roaches uh, from Team Nivea, good Bundy's mine. Marcus Anders, Celine Lorenz, Aaron Duragati, Nicola Danini, Leonard Oblock, who is an Olympian biathlete and showed how strong he was in the in the prologue, an amazing athlete. Logan Walters and my former supporter and now Logan supporter and very good friend, Rabbi and Gray. So we talk weather, the route, all the additional places that they can't land, the very kind of the difficulty of the German leg this year because of the they can only use official DHV launches between Kimsey and Lermus. And we talk a lot about uh, what people's anxieties are and fears are and how anxious they are to get this thing going and training. And we talk to the veterans and a whole bunch of the rookies and find out how they're feeling as they're this close to the race. It was a lot of fun. This was a blast. It's been fun to be a part of this in kind of a different way. And I think it'll be interesting to hear all these voices uh, right before one of the biggest adventures they'll ever have. So enjoy this special bonus episode with a whole bunch of the teams going into the Red Bull X-Alps. Cheers. Check, 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 check. Aaron, less than 24 hours. How are you feeling?
1: Um, I feel good. Uh... Actually, still a lot of things to do before uh, tomorrow start, but I'm actually looking forward to start because now it's, the day before is the day where you still, yeah, think about many things and what I can prepare better and whatever, and from tomorrow on it's going to be just hike and fly, so.
0: It's just going good. You had a pretty rough week last year, or last week, you were laid flat, you, had, you got pretty sick after the Worlds.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> actually, already the last two tasks on the wards, I was uh, quite sick, not terrible sick, but enough to don't feel really good. And then on the way back home from French, uh, I got really sick and I, I laid two days in the bed, had to take antibiotics to make it a uh, faster recovery. So yeah, today it's Saturday, I still will have to take two more antibiotics and tomorrow I stop it.
0: Then you'll be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it didn't seem to affect you too badly in the prologue. Man, you're strong.
1: It was, uh, it was good. I mean, I start the race uh, really chill. I was just walking over uh, the starting uh, arch and then everyone was really running fast. I was thinking, mm. Maybe either everyone becomes Superman or I don't think they can hold this piece forever. <laughs> so I actually, after a little while, I also start jogging uh, in the flat part, but I really didn't want to push on the flat. And once it start to get a little bit more uphill, I definitely push.
0: You turn on the afterburners. And,
1: yeah. And I, I felt, I felt okay. A uh, little bit burning lungs, but not too bad so i think also the other wasn't pushing like full full power but uh, i was really happy to be one of the top guys at at the first turn point
0: yeah and uh, i think in this race having that extra night pass is going to be maybe important nice to have as a padding
1: uh yeah definitely Um, i don't know when i can use it actually but I think the most uh, cool thing about it is that I have it and it's not someone else yeah, that has it. Yeah, sure. So, yeah.
0: The, the main thing I wanted to ask you is... The team. When we, met, we spent time together at the X Red Rocks this fall, uh, the last night you and I were talking, you said, "This is you're going to change it this year, and you're not going to have pilots on the team, and you're going to make more of the decisions yourself." A uh, big adjustment. Most of the pilots fly with, or most of the athletes have pilots on their teams. Is that what you ended up doing?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically Andrea. It's this very good friend from me, from my home place. He's starting flying now. Ah, he,
0: okay. That's
1: uh, uh, now the first two days of uh, training here, Nice. Uh, but otherwise, he's quite good in driving <laughs> and many many other things. And then it's Bruno and Feder, which are two mountain guide.
0: Okay. And cool.
1: They they fly down. Yep. They fly on the P.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the decisions are on you this time. yeah yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be deciding through the through the 12 days where to go where to launch what the route is
1: yeah definitely bruno has also a little bit an idea but the point is that i want to take the decision this time okay i don't have anyone which will do a real strategy for me for sure they bruno at least has the knowledge if i gonna ask him for a takeoff and tell him look i'm here or he will see anyway from the live tracking. He can give me like a takeoff, yep. but in general weather strategy and uh, yeah, this I will have to do by myself.
0: Yeah, I just saw you doing the uh, the, the gentleman from Burn Airs here. Is that what what are you using for tech this time around? Um,
1: basically, <laughs> uh, as you know, I'm not really good with technology, and <laughs> finally, he came here, so I kind of understood a bit. How this application works and this application it's quite amazing you can have actually everything there weather forecast you can routing you have the live tracking on it um, and I use it a bit in the past months uh, checking out the weather because I would not have also a weatherman on the competition yeah. I will just check uh, the burner map by myself and uh, just standard meteo blue and uh, soaring meteo. Yep. And with this, I'm gonna take my decision, yeah.
0: Okay. How has your preparation this time for your sixth different? How is it different from previous editions other than a big change in the team?
1: Yeah, um, let's say it was a tough winter. So it might be I'm a little bit less fit than normally because uh, yeah, I got sick really often this the last winter. Uh, so I miss maybe, uh, comparing other years, the base which I build up in the winter with the really long things. I did it. But yeah. I was also kind of three weeks sick. So I, I lost a little bit of, uh, of time because of that. But otherwise I'm since actually six, seven years, I don't prepare Alps in a particular way. Oh. I, I just prepare myself for my life. You're just living. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm anyway training a lot, and I don't do any specific thing for Alps, you know. Yeah. I mean, in a way, yes, but it's just like that I try. I mean, it's not I try. I do some more long things for the Alps, and then during the summer where it comes this uh, shorter race, and for example, then by the end of the summer, the Dolomiten one, I adjust my training with some more interval um, a section, and uh, yeah, but it's nothing really focused on excels.
0: You told me something, at the X red Rocks, that blew me away. One of the days was a big vertical day, and you got to the top before everybody else, as you did every day, and you weren't even sweating. There was no drops of water on your face. I would be just soaked moving. Not that I could move that fast, but if I was trying to move that fast. And you said you, you have a, a very interesting hydration system. Can you tell everybody about what you do there?
1: Well, it's just that I don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> So there's no water to sweat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no. I... Now, when I'm on the Alps, Bruno, it's all the time giving me to drink. But, like, when I'm by myself, I have a half a liter for the whole day.
0: Amazing. Uh, and you've been training this way for, you said, six, seven years?
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe longer. Even. Wow. Amazing. Uh, I mean, I... You know, like, I like to look at the weight of the things and you don't want to carry a half kilo water Yeah. Or what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, half, I not one kilo, so I take half kilo. Yeah,
0: amazing. Aaron, best of luck. I'm really excited to watch you in this one. I think you're really hitting your prime and uh, you've had a big year. Pakistan and the Worlds and the Super Final and a bunch of hike and fly in the Dolomiti. And uh, I think it's your year, man. Good luck.
1: Thank you very much, Kevin.
2: Always a pleasure. Thanks. How are you? Hi,
0: Celine. Hi. Are you excited?
3: I'm super excited and nervous. I
0: bet you're nervous. (laughs) It's hard as a rookie, isn't it? You don't know what you don't know yet.
3: No. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm really looking forward to that.
0: How is your ankle?
3: Uh, My ankle is getting better and better every day. Yeah. a little less surprise every morning a different color.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. But <laughs> less blue, less purple. Y- yeah. <laughs> what did you do? You sprained it or?
3: Um yes, on the shooting for the <sighs> for the red Bull. <laughs> After all the months. The, yeah. <laughs> for the pre shooting <laughs> <I, laughs> we wanted to make a nice shot and I twisted my ankle oh. trying
0: Your your background is acro?
3: Yes. In the very beginning I was just trying acro, yeah.
0: Okay, where are you from?
3: I'm from Germany, from the south part. Okay. Yeah, from the Alps. In the
0: Alps. Yeah. Like here? I mean, more yeah. Kimsey kind of, Yes, Lermos, I
3: um, was born in Garmisch, near yeah. Lermos.
0: Wank, it must be your yeah. local site. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: I was born there. And when I was 10 years old, we moved to Kimsey. Okay. And we, I was living there on a hut in the mountains with my mom and my sister. Mm. This is sister. Um, yeah, and I grew up there on the mountain, and I also learned flying there around Kimsey. Yeah.
0: Many of you, uh, Paul, Andra, there's there's quite a few acro uh, acro pilots here who have mm-hmm. kind of made the switch. When did mm-hmm. you make the switch to XC? Are you still more of an ac- a- mm-hmm. XC pilot or an acro pilot?
3: Now I'm a way more XC pilot. Before <laughs> Just get out of the wind here yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I'm more XC pilot than acro pilot. Okay. I made the switch um, after I had an accident mm. um, with my ex-boyfriend, uh, he died when we did a hike and flight together and he was my acro buddy, we were flying synchro together and we would, did everything and afterwards I couldn't really enjoy flying acro anymore because there was something missing mm. and that's why I kind of stopped. I tried to get back to it but it's when you once stop you really need to practice a lot a lot a lot to get back into the level you have been mm. so yeah I'm sorry I to see. hear that Celine no. that's a
0: tough story tough life yeah yeah yeah
3: that's so easy but, yeah.
0: and how long ago was that
3: um it was 2019
0: okay so yeah and that was about when you started flying XE yeah
3: yeah
0: I would imagine the acro background has mm-hmm. really helps you, especially yeah. for an event like this mm-hmm. when the weather isn't so good or things are a little bit dicey. I was talking to your supporters when you were coming into the goal uh, in the prologue, and yep. and they were saying what a competent pilot you are. That if it's because it was getting pretty big, the skies mm-hmm. were getting really big, and I said, "Is this going to make her nervous?" And they said, "Nah, she's fine. She, yeah. <laughs> she's used to this. She's good at the." <laughs> is is fear much of a is that playing much of a role as you go into this fear of the conditions of the mm. weather is that a thing with you or no so not so much
3: um, i think i wouldn't say it's fear i have a lot of respect of the weather thing because yeah it's a lot of power and all that yes um but i wouldn't say it's fear okay it's more respect and when i feel that feeling of wow well, I'm super focused, and I really, yeah. But I wouldn't say I'm. I'm scared. What What is the
0: What is the greatest source of anxiety, if you will, at this stage? What What are you most worried about with the next twelve days?
3: Yeah, that. Yeah, for sure, my ankle. (laughs) Mm. That I cannot really push as much as I want because of that, and my fitness i cannot compare my fitness to the others Mm. that's what i really know and that's yeah the weather also if it's not really helping yeah yeah i'm really counting on my flying right yeah so let's see what this will bring (laughs) yeah
0: yeah uh your team how did you assemble your team how did you put it together Um, it's a lot of logistics yes Mm.
3: (laughs) but yeah i have three guys in my team yeah one is Jakob, It's my main supporter. I know him from Flying Tandem together in Garmisch. Yeah. And we are super good friends and we did a lot of hiking flies together. And yeah, we can be both in a shit mood, but we also know afterwards it's all fine again and we can love together. Nice. So I think that's a good base for being and like in a super stressed um, environment. And the second one is Franzi. He's also from Garmisch yeah. and I'm living in his parents' house underneath the roof, and I know him from there. And um, he's also a super good friend now, and he's really having a good vibe, and he's good for the organizing in the van, and yeah. And then Tim, he's I know him from Chiemsee and he's a really good acropilot and he's good in flying, and um, he's also good in photography and. Mm. Yeah, it's also... It's working well? Yeah, very Good. well. Yeah.
0: So your whole team is very familiar with this area that I don't think the fans understand very much because I didn't even until very recently, but the leg between Kimsey mm-hmm. and Lermus mm-hmm. is one that has been in many of the de- mm-hmm. the editions, but there's this new thing where you can't fly unless it's from a DHV-approved launch, which yes. makes that leg much, much different. Uh, yeah. There are launches Mm -hmm. through that zone if you take the north or the more direct line to laramos and stay kind of north side of the massif going in but if you bomb that's a hard place to walk
3: yeah
0: and there's not huge distances but there's distances between the launches and then some of the launches aren't going to be oriented correctly for the bavarian winds coming in yeah i haven't asked anybody this yet but You'd be a good one to ask, because you know the area so well. <laughs> Do you have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C? What What is the What is the What are we going to see through there? Where are people going to take the In Valley, or are they going to go direct and hope for the best?
3: I think if it's good flying, everyone would prefer the In Valley because for okay. sure there's the airspace around Innsbruck, which can be tricky, tricky uh, yeah. with the CTR, and if you come low, you need to land. Um, but I think. It's the higher mountains. It's may. It's more a race route because mm-hmm. you this year you also don't need to go around the Zugspitze. That's a uh, big change. Yeah. You don't
0: have to be on the north side. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I think the people would prefer the Inn valley this year.
0: So fly the Inn valley and then take one of the spine routes yeah. up on the south side of the mm-hmm. Zugspitze and then yeah. you're in.
3: Yeah, I think it's okay.
0: when Interesting. it's good flying. I think it's that, that airspace in has always made me very nervous Mm because it's big it's Mm a ctr yeah but you're allowed to come if you stay very close to the terrain if you're bombing out it's Mm -hmm. it's okay right you can come in underneath it yeah
3: you can for landing it's good but the rule this year is that if you enter the ctr you straight have to go land so you don't get a penalty if you enter the ctr you just need to you have to land land. you You can't keep going no you are not allowed to glide and use the valley breeze to go further you can't just just... stay
0: under 300 no yeah you're, you're done yeah okay okay and if you don't show that
3: obviously Mm -hmm. in your Mm -hmm. track you're Mm -hmm. gonna get
0: the airspace penalty yep okay i didn't know that interesting Mm -hmm. um well we have the ankle anything else that's uh, you you, uh, there's a lot going into this is there (laughs) yes we're less than 24 hours now (laughs) are you just are you just fuck it let's go let's do it let's get this thing going
3: yeah for me it's like oh i just i really want to just (laughs) go and that it's finally starting the hop like more than the last six months was just excepts here excepts there this this so that much. organizing searching for sponsors everything was just around that and now it's such a long like here in the pre-week it's super nice with all the athletes but it's also like uh like how do you say when the horses are yes like, let's like, go yes <laughs> yes you just want to go and then it's starting yeah
0: well we're not long now no. <laughs> I wish you the best of luck, have a wonderful adventure with your team thank and you. uh, I'll see you out there on course line, hopefully yes. we'll be flying with you quite a bit, hopefully.
3: Yeah, it'll be cool.
0: Thanks for your time. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. I am talking to Damien Lacaz. Uh, always smiling. How are you, bud? Um, hello, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, a bit uh, excited now. but. Yeah. Uh, ready to,
4: to start it's a bit long to stay
0: here for one week and waiting for it's a lot start. of anticipation isn't it yeah i always had a hard time with this week just come on let's just do it let's do it how do you feel this time compared to your rookie year last year or two years uh, ago
4: i'm my feeling is much more much less stressed okay uh, two years ago i i didn't sleep at all, at all gym four days before the start, it was crazy, I was exhausted before starting, and now it's better, yeah. uh, I, I sleep well, I I keep calm, uh, I enjoy the time with my team, I, I chill here, it's, uh, now it's uh, a good mood for me, and uh, I, I hope
0: uh, my uh, precedent experience uh, will help me to... To do better you've had a lot of really big mountain experience uh, with expeditions with Antoine that we talked about in the podcast a couple years ago how do you think that that helps you in in races like this just that, that experience I don't know if,
4: if you, uh, it helps a lot but yeah it, when we um, in the mountain I, I'm like at home uh, like uh, in my home you know uh, it's yeah. not uh, it's, you understand it. Yeah, you it understand makes sense. You <laughs> for me, but I mean, the terrain—you understand. Yeah, it's a normal, normal area. It's not uh, impressive for me. So that's a good way to to feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my alpine experience, I think, my alpine experience don't, don't help me a lot. Look at Maxim. He's not a mountaineer yep. at all, and he's in two or three years. He learned a lot about that, and now it's Better than me uh, in mountains, you know.
0: You, you've been doing other hike and fly races, though, and quite well, and also you have quite a bit of comp experience. In, mm. in the, there, This has been an interesting debate. You know, someone like Paul Guscherbauer doesn't really fly many competitions, but he does really well in this event. Uh, Kriegel had obviously in his past done a ton. Maxime, a lot. He's one of the best in the world. He's the world champion right now. Mm. How much do you think there's crossover? How, much, how important is it to know how to fly really fast? versus just mountain flying. Yeah, I think comp, to make some competition in high
4: level, it helps a lot to fly fast and it's very important for the first, day, first days when we are all together in mm-hmm. gaggles and something like that. And it's important too when we are alone to to increase your flight uh, speed, you know. Uh, it's uh, For me, uh, comp helps me a lot to to, to learn to fly uh, faster, but uh, you you can be very strong in I can fly too without uh, competition, like Paul, for example. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, if you are a good cross cross country pilot, if you if you um, manage to get high all the time, don't make mistakes. It's it's work well. Uh, two, yeah. So there is two school of that. I think Maxim is full of speed uh, and uh, don't make many mistakes and is very fast in fly, but. Uh you can do very, very good
0: without this, this race experience, I think. More, more important to just stay in the air, isn't it? I think in the long run, as to sometimes you have to fly yeah. slow.
4: On the yeah, on the short run, like bound to fly in France, or yeah, it's very important to n- not make mistake because it's over if you if you land uh, quickly or something like that. And uh, very important to to fly fast without mistake. So on the short run, maybe it's
0: more important than the Alps. Do you have an overriding goal, an achievement, something you want to get out of the race? Yeah.
4: Uh, uh, yeah um, I have two. <laughs> two okay. Goals. First is to to spend an amazing, an amazing, sorry, a good, lots of good times with my team, and uh, like two years ago, um, keep keep smiling uh, even in the in the hard moments. Mm-hmm. And the second is to see the Lindsay because. Uh, yesterday uh two years ago i'm missing it for, not,
0: many, not many did <laughs>
4: yeah, for one day for 100k maybe before um, maybe because of, of my penalty i don't know but uh this year i want to see the goal
0: yes damien good luck we'll thank be you. watching you and uh you look very prepared and and confident and i can't wait to watch you race thank you very much thanks
2: bud
5: That would be good in the, as a background noise, is the crackle of the bacon. That's totally Canadian.
0: Well, and everybody loves bacon. We learned that in pole Fiction. <laughs> okay, I'm with Team Canada, James. Good to see you, man. We had some we had some fun stories last night. We're uh, 24 hours out. How you feeling?
6: Yeah, thanks, Gavin. Uh, super stoked to be here. Um, feeling uh, excited, uh, nervous. Twelve days. It's a massive, massive challenge. Uh, I think we're prepared, but you never really know until you're actually in it. Yeah, you don't so. know
0: until you, you don't know what you don't know yet, do you?
6: Exactly. As a rookie team, what yeah. has
0: you most concerned, I guess, if you will, or or scared, or most anxious about the next twelve days?
6: Uh, where do I start?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have a litany. <laughs> no, I, I,
6: th- I, think we're, I think we're pretty good. Um, I th- you know, we have a big support team. Um, we got a lot of brains on the ground, um, which is by design. Uh, you know, I'm playing, uh, you know, in European turf. Uh, you know, it's really a European sport. So I wanted to have as much um, backup and support as possible. Uh, ultimately, obviously, the decision making comes down to me in the air and those minute by minute, second by second decisions. Um, translate into many kilometers on the ground. So I'm hoping that I can make the right call in unfamiliar terrain um, and unfamiliar conditions, unfamiliar valley winds, and make uh, make solid calls that I'm happy with to get me a long course line. So um, right now, as mentioned, it's just a lot of the unknown, but uh, I think that we've done everything we can to prepare there's never uh, enough time to, is there. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, we could, um, you know, we could spend months um, researching a course, um, you know, scouting individual locations, individual turn points. But um, ultimately, it it really depends on the day, you know, what the weather is going to be like for that, uh, that particular site. Um, so yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot to wrap your mind around you're
0: one of the athletes in, in my mind that uh you know our our mutual trainer ben abruzzo has trained you and he has talked about that you know you're unlike many of the athletes here you've got a very serious job you've got a family a lot of the athletes have families but many of them are professional pilots this is what they do 24 7 uh you've had to juggle a lot to get ready for this what has that looked like i saw a lot of Pretty crazy post on Instagram,
6: post holing, and
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't have very favorable conditions for flying in the winter in Canada.
6: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and that's just it. So a lot of the a lot of the winter was physical prep. Uh, working with Ben, he had a very detailed, uh, ex- as you know, extremely detailed training program um, that I was following as much as possible. It required a lot of creativity in terms of scheduling and planning um, where I could fit it into my schedule. Uh, a lot of early mornings, um, some late nights uh, trying to fit the volume of training in there during the high high volume weeks um, and uh, then lately i've transitioned to more flying um, so i recently got the advanced gear uh, that i'll be racing uh, for the Alps and uh, became familiar with that um so yeah it's it's really a challenge coming from north america not just canada but north america i think in general it's um it's um yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a challenge, but uh, the, the physical prep wise, uh, I don't know if I could have done any more. Yeah. Um, I, I really, um, with the creativity, just, just maxed it out. Um, what is your job? Uh, I run a uh, cosmetic surgery clinic. Okay. Um, on the back end, finance and administration. So it's uh, it's serious, but uh, I'm also flexible.
0: So <laughs> I heard in the I heard last night we were telling stories during the period You were handling spreadsheets and billing, and <laughs> I don't think a lot of the athletes are doing that kind of thing these twelve days.
6: <laughs> yeah, there was a there was some uh, you know by side of the road uh, payroll submissions, and let's uh, make and a pact
0: right now in front of your team, who's also leader, not. <laughs> gonna do that for the next 12 days, right? <laughs> You're gonna let these let these guys handle that?
6: That's right. If I'm top landing it's to check the route, not to uh <laughs> not to make a business call. Complete... <laughs> <laughs> um but I um on that same note I think that um I'm confident in my in my skills and my and my training as a pilot. I I'm I'm um reassured by you know the amount of prep i put into it and and my flying technique and my flying skill that uh it's even in the prologue it was nice to see that i'm not uh at the back of the pack you know I'm, i'm still kind of in the middle and i say okay well if i could do this full time you know where would i be so maybe that's uh be in ah, the future, in a little a taste bit. So in the future. right? is this what I'm hearing. Possibly, <laughs> yeah. possibly. Uh, well, we'll talk in 12 days. <laughs> uh,
0: one of the best pieces of advice, and we'll close on this, but one of the best pieces of advice I got before my first one in 2015, I went through Zurich and sat down with Tom Payne. He was still working at Google, and he's a real map expert. And he was kind of taking us through the courses you've done with him. And he he said, "How are you guys handling conflict resolution?" And because he he supported John Chambers in one, and then he did one. He did the two thousand nine event himself, and then he supported John Chambers twice. And especially with a big team, uh, there's a lot going on. Mistakes are going to be made. How if you guys talked about that? How how will you handle when things go when they don't go well?
6: yeah uh team dynamics are are definitely uh a big part of performance overall as a team um you know there's the old saying if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go as a team so i think that <laughs> um for us it's um it's really just about open communication yeah um you know rule or goal number one is to is to um you know be safe for us all to be safe supporters um myself um rule number two is to have fun yeah. you know this is a very serious race um um, but you know, none of us are you know getting rich off this. It's not our you know our day job. So uh, if we weren't having fun, then we wouldn't be here. So I think it's important to keep that in perspective and to make sure that um, when things come up, um, to just address them openly, to um, you know work towards solutions, um, and to involve the whole team. Um, ultimately, if we're not uh, enjoying this, if we're not having fun, then what's the point? So yeah, we does just, somebody um, here
0: have some cat food ready to go?
6: that's right don't be a pussy (laughs) don't be a pussy that's probably rule number maybe three
0: (laughs) glad we got that straight james thanks a lot good luck you look incredibly fit and uh there's a lot of smiling people on your team i think you guys are gonna have a blast enjoy the adventure
6: thanks gavin super stoked
0: Okay, first up we're talking to Leonard Oblock who was in the Pyeongchang Olympics for biathlon. And I saw you go up the hill the other day in the prologue, man. You are fast.
7: Yeah, actually I felt uh, really good. Um, But uh, yeah, I learned uh, learned many things from the prologue. Uh, I pushed forward, uh, but uh, then I didn't expect the helicopter uh, about me. And then I just didn't uh, hear the uh, the voice uh, from the navigation. and then I got lost once and then the second time. and then I was uh, I was really struggling. and then I just need to to look at my phone and to, to find the right path. and then I need to descend a little bit, and then I just fall into the middle of the group and uh, yeah. I just uh, try uh, try to push uh, hard as possible, and then I, I caught uh, Maxime in the front and I saw that uh, he he's really good and, uh, then it's uh, it's not worth to push uh, forward, uh, just follow and uh, relax um, on on his back and yeah that's it.
0: I mean that leads us to a really good thing. I remember back in 2015 when I was a rookie. The, what's the? Uh, you learned a lot just from the prologue. It's kind of nice to have these little quick races to learn all these things. But you're obviously incredibly fit, and I'm sure you're pretty fired up to get out the gun. But it, did it uh, kind of set in the in your mind the the sometimes slow is fast?
7: Yeah. Uh, or let's say uh, to do uh, more with your head is uh, sometimes uh, better than just with your legs <laughs> Yeah. So
0: <laughs> where is your head right now, You're, we're about 24 hours from the start, what do you think, I mean as a rookie there's a lot of unknowns um,
7: yeah, it's quite uh, an unknown, unknown world uh, for me, uh, this race I have, have never experienced something like that, so I even don't know what to expect I just know that uh, Physically and mentally, I'm really good uh, prepared. Um, um, Actually, I didn't prepare, uh, uh, do the preparations. um, I don't know, um, something special. It's just my way of life. I I train every day, it's in my nature. So yeah, I know that um, I can can do that um, in 12 days. Uh, I can fight on the ground. I can uh, fly by my own in the air. And, uh, yeah, the goal is just to um, to, to push, uh, to, to give everything I have, and uh, to fly uh, as I can.
0: Um, you started flying in 2016, you said, but it's been kind of a dream. Your last name means cloud, Oblak. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. How does the, I would imagine, biathlon, I, I, I've never done any you know professional cross country skiing by any means and, and I I don't even know how to shoot anything. I've never shot a gun, but the I would imagine it's the perfect combo for this kind of thing where you have incredibly high heart rate going really hard and then you can just drop it in a second, right? Isn't that what biathlons all about?
7: Yeah. You know, um it's kind of similar here. Um in biathlon yeah, it consists of um actually of dynamic and the static. Yeah and uh, you need to have, um, let's say, a lot of adrenaline uh, and motivation on the track, and then you need to calm uh, into a minute or even less that you can... uh, uh, Be very precise. That you you could be uh, really precise. and then again, you need to to switch um, to get to, back into flow. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I would
0: imagine that really lends uh, perfectly to launching. You know, you you've you've got these incredible climbs day after day, many times, obvi- uh, often in one day, and then you can just get you just calm right down and be ready to go.
7: Yeah, yeah. There is, uh, let's say. Um, I know how to do it in biathlon, uh, but I need to learn uh, how to do it here, because I saw on the prologue that uh, the guys are really professionals and really, really fast at the takeoff. Yeah. Uh, I saw uh, uh, Kriegel uh, coming at the takeoff, and once I turned around… He's off. Yeah, he's off.
0: He and Tangy and, and Aaron, they're like the… Uh, yeah. Maxime too, they're, it, it, they just… The bags out the wings out, and they're off the hill. It's yeah, amazing, yeah,
7: exactly. over, yeah. and over and over. It, and I'm really not used to it, you know. I'm like a free flyer, and uh, when I reach the takeoff, I normally enjoy the view for a few minutes, uh, and then I prepare myself in let's say in three, four, or five minutes. But here, you know, in five minutes, they are already on the first turn point. It's, uh,
0: they. I, I learned something from Kriegel's coach a, a few years ago from Thomas. I, I when I started working with him for the last race you know that it's the they really they break it down into seconds you know that every packing if you can pack a minute faster than everybody else then at the end of the day that's five minutes six minutes and and a little bit more glide that's a half a k and it's it's all just it's adding up over the course of the race you know you have to think of it in these little tiny chunks not getting to Zellum say it's the it's the little bit by bit by bit by bit and it's boy they've got they've ironed everything down to the last little thing haven't they yeah yeah what do you most nervous about at this point or as your Olympic training you don't really have too much anxiety about it
7: yeah the most nervous um, uh, about uh, how um, we will manage to do it as a team Mm. Um, because as I said this is the first um, uh, edition uh, for all of us and uh, we don't know we will learn a lot I know yeah Uh, yeah we will see actually uh, exactly during the race um, and we will realize after the ra- the race uh, what is important and what we missed and uh, where we failed and so on there's a there's a lot you don't know at this point yeah, but you'll yeah. know a lot
0: in 12 days
7: yeah yeah and you know uh, in slovenia um when i became a national champion i know in slovenia every corner um, every village uh, under me everything you know yeah but here you are on such a huge place that it's impossible for me, especially because I'm not so experienced as the other pilots. Um, yeah, it will be uh, quite an un- unknown world for me. I, I get the sense
0: from you that this is maybe the first of many.
7: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're yeah. planning on this. Yeah, that's the plan.
0: Yeah, ah, I like it. Yeah. Good luck. Thanks. Have fun. I'm, yeah. I was very impressed by your ability to go uphill. I think you're going to be well-suited for this race. Have yeah. a good time. Yeah. Enjoy the adventure.
7: Yeah, thanks.
2: Thanks a lot. Thanks, Leonard. Perfect.
0: Team USA won. Oh, yeah. It's a little hard for me to say that. <laughs> How you guys doing?
8: Doing good, man. Nice to see you. Nice to see well, you. Quite well, yeah.
9: yeah. I'm happy that I'm remaining on USA one. Uh, <laughs> right. yes. You've got the. You're the veteran now. And actually, I mean, I think we're technically just Team USA this year. Yeah. Yeah, That's a little bit.
0: Only one. So, Revis, Logan, uh, Revis, you've supported me in the last two. How has that helped you get ready for this one? Is that is that uh, knowledge and information and history really helped set up for this one less nervousness and less anxiety, or is it all the same?
9: Oh, it's huge. Um, You know, in 2019, when I came over for my first race with you, I had never flown in the Alps. Um, I was good at weather forecasting in the States, um, but it was a massive unknown. Um, And things worked as I expected and uh, learned a lot from Ben, a lot from you. Uh, So I haven't done it twice. I feel pretty prepared for a third one.
0: Are you guys using a weather an outside third party for weather or are you doing it all on
9: your we, own we we don't need it yeah we got
8: Revis. he's pretty good he? he's really good yeah, I like, yeah.
0: That, I like that avenue for sure how are you feeling you had a nice prologue uh you seem strong ben's your your trainer as well i just talked to james across the way and yeah both you guys how are you feeling
8: i mean i think most people are saying good i'm saying good but uh yeah there's nerves there's um it's it's interesting to be on the start line with some really amazing athletes really amazing pilots so yeah there's a little bit of that like you know just figuring out where we stand how to make it all work and excited what are your
0: what are your strengths do you feel like going into this? Are you playing to your strengths? Are you more worried about the weaknesses? What are you What are you thinking about right now? What are they we're 24 hours out. What are the most, because as a rookie team, you've got a lot of experience, you're, you're first time, but as a rookie team, there's a lot you don't know. I, I remember being very nervous about
6: that.
8: Yeah, yeah.
0: The unknowns.
8: Yeah, I think, you know, for us, we've got, we've got a lot to think about, and so I'm trying not to think about it.
0: Yeah, how's that going?
8: <laughs> <laughs> It's rough man yeah. yeah yeah being surrounded by X alps all the time but i love it you know just in strengths weaknesses we've got some of both you know and i haven't really figured out what our big strength is or what our big weakness is i'm feeling fit ben did an awesome job i'm like body feels good sleeping is good excited <laughs> so to do more of that
0: are there any kind of rules you've set as a team is just kind of okay here's the pace we're gonna to try to shoot for here's the
8: yeah here's the totally
0: oh here's the are there any what are you going to be telling logan in the first few days what are what what do you cut kind because of, you used to have to tell me a lot you
9: know
0: <laughs> you used to have to kind of guide me through it in a sense because you get tired you get you get crushed
9: well, we've been working a lot on pacing in the pre race um i think that we're set there but the race excitement always ramps up so i have a feeling there might be a time or two where I'm telling him to dial it back we'll, we'll go at okay, hard pace yeah there's pretty much no
8: way to not go out hard Yeah, you know you get to the start line it's exciting your heart rate's already at 150 before you even start moving so we'll move and then bringing it way back Yeah, 12 days we learned a lot in the X-Pier yeah. as far as going out too hard
0: you guys worked together in the x
8: we did yeah, we're, yeah.
9: we're a rookie X-Alps team but we had this team in the X-Pier um, with Chris as well, and with, that, with Chris that, Lormer, Lormer as well.
0: Only, oh, and then you have the, the videographers. So you've got four on the team in a sense, but three core.
8: Yeah, it's three core. One one vehicle for the three of us, and then uh, we have Matt Fairfax here. He's going to do some filming uh, for shocks. So really
9: excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did the X-Pier in a smaller van, in trickier terrain, fewer places to fill water, worse cell service. So in a lot of ways, I think that was great preparation. The team worked really well. And I think uh, with some of the advantages of the Alps, uh, it'll be pretty smooth.
0: And I understand you and Chris have a fond love of gummies, just like you and Ben. Is
9: that right? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely the uh, the main gummy guy on the team, but uh, these, these guys dip into it every once in a while. Yeah, every stop we make, Revis loads up.
8: It uh, keeps him going. Whatever's going to make the supporters happy, I'm happy.
0: What goal, what overriding goal or overriding achievement, what do you want to get out of this? What, where would you like to be in, in 12 days? Not necessarily geographically.
8: Yeah, yeah, sure. Good question. So the whole idea right now is go out. Have fun, have an epic adventure. I'm not worried about placement. I'm not worried about competing against the other athletes because there's such a wide variety. But what we're here to do is to keep moving and trying to make it to the finish line.
0: You say that. Everybody has said that, by the way. Okay. Is that a hard thing to achieve? I mean it can you can you live that?
8: Yeah, it gets easier and easier. Okay. I I'm a competitive person for sure. Yeah. yeah. But for this race and I think we showed that in the prologue it wasn't about what place we got it was about not being not being on the ground when we should be in the air yep you know and honestly I believe it. But it also just helps me sleep. Yeah. You know, it just takes so much of the pressure off not thinking about the other athletes. We're looking them at them as if, you know, they're showing us their moves, they're showing, you know, some routes, things like that. But... Them information. Exactly. Exactly. That's what Revis is doing a ton of. But no, the the goal is LMC, and we're, we're racing the clock.
0: Yeah. Revis, what are you doing differently, if anything, this time around? How, how has your past experience... Uh, informed how you go forward in this one?
9: Uh, We're using pretty much the same blueprint. We've maybe tweaked uh, some of the apps and technology we use a little bit Um, but uh, pretty much the same program. Continuously looking at weather forecasts uh, real-time weather data all the live tracking and um, just constantly updating our tactical profile as we go and uh, trying to feed Logan only the relevant information when he's flying and as soon as he's on the ground, give him the best uh, route to the next launch or campsite. And uh, he's solid with the decision-making in those situations too. He's got the technical skills to land wherever he needs to and pull up a map and figure out the next launch if he's out of cell service or if there's any question, because you know, we can't see everything he can.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I gather from following you on social and uh, you know just, your passion for this sport, I gather that this is potentially the first of many is that how you're kind of thinking about this
8: coming into it the idea was was no let's think about this one let's decide after the race you know all that kind of stuff i can already say that i i love it you know we haven't started the race yeah. so i will let you know for sure after talk in 12 um days. yeah exactly let's talk in 12 days but for now you know we're, we're trying to do our best to set ourselves up for future success and so no matter how this race goes Hopefully, there's uh, the opportunity for another one, whether we do it or not.
0: And do you see that for yourself as well, Rose? Is this uh, it's a big undertaking for for everybody, not just Logan? It's a it's a lot of prep. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of money. It's there's a lot that goes into this.
9: Yeah, we were talking about that in the car the other day. Um, I think what where I stand that? is
0: uh, <laughs> that was a, that was a good one.
9: Yeah, I think where I stand is uh, I can't realistically commit to doing. I can play race support role in Europe every summer. It just eats into my xc flying too much yeah. it's too much the good flying in the states uh but i certainly could do X Alps every other year
0: it's pretty fun isn't it i have heard a lot of different things about the weather tom payne uh who's been in the race and followed the race since the beginning is saying he thinks it's going to be the fastest x Alps ever i'm also hearing that the first couple of days look pretty tricky you're very good at the weather what are you seeing
9: we're not looking that far ahead really okay. um i'm trying Generally not to look more than two days in advance because it's just not that relevant to our tactics. Uh we make use of what we've got and uh I, I don't even wanna know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't
8: I haven't even thought about it. Well, how
0: does tomorrow look? Let's say that.
8: I haven't gotten that far.
0: Really? Excellent.
8: Yeah, forecast will uh, get dialed in this evening.
0: It'll be what it is.
8: That's it, yeah. The whole thing, you know, there's a lot of unknowns. We'll, we'll figure them out as we go.
0: Some things you can control and some things you have no
9: That's control a, of. exactly right. If it's not exactly relevant right. to Logan's decision-making. It stays out of his ears and out of his brain. Yeah,
0: excellent. Love it. Guys, good luck. Um, stoked to fly with you some, hopefully, and uh, see what you guys do. And mostly just stoked to see how, you, how your adventure unfolds.
2: Thanks, well, Gavin. Thanks for your time. Thanks, thanks. guys.
0: I'm speaking to Marcus Anders. Hi, Marcus. How are you feeling? Hi, We're 24 hours out.
5: Yeah, it's uh, getting close. It's getting the fun, close. The fun is getting real.
0: Yeah, it's a hard week, isn't it? I find there's so much going on. you just like, oh, I want to go, I want to go do it.
5: Yeah, but it's, it's you know, it's part of the game. Uh, you have to do all the pre-week shots and um, organization. But uh, at one point, you look really forward to the race, to the start, because then basically it's just hike and fly game and enjoying the pain enjoying the fun
0: this is kind of home for you correct you're Mm -hmm. pretty close to home uh this is your third Yep. okay how does this one feel different if any from the previous two at this point
5: Uh, It um, kind of um, feels good to have to start here. Um, Start in my kind of backyard. Um, I know the area quite well, that's why I took it easy in the pre-week. And uh, route-wise, anyway, um, it's kind of similar to last edition and the edition before it's just like puzzling together yeah so uh, I think uh, there I'm quite uh, optimistic um, and I know the area um, but um, for me this accepts is not just the third excepts. Um it's like uh, a milestone because um, 15 months ago I had a bad crash with the speed wing and I broke my upper leg quite hard mm. so um, it's kind of the milestone to get back into hike and fly racing Um, because since then I did like proper comp racing some physical races but not hike and fly racing and it feels super important for me to just know okay I can do it again Mm. and compete again.
0: How does it feel mentally with the that that injury and also the other two the last two you've had injuries as well that have unfortunately forced you to retire is does any of that play in your mind at this point or is that is that make
5: you stronger? I, I think um, and there's quite some some positive things out of this happening. I was super lucky um, and I appreciate it yet uh, that I can still do all my stuff um, but now I I fly differently. I, I think um, more into that with some decisions I make, and I really avoid unnecessary risk. So if I'm not 100% sure if I can top land, for example, I have like some connection to my leg, and my leg suddenly starts to like make some small pain, and I wow. okay, take it easy. You don't need to force the top landing. Yeah. And uh, two years ago, I was like quite. Good in the race and then on day 10 i made some mistakes on top landing and hurt my ankle um and uh, then i had to retire the race unfortunately because i was like
0: you you would have made monaco you were doing really well having a good race
5: that's kind of this year i'm really looking forward to make my race slow down sometimes Mm -hmm. because slowing down sometimes means you going fast you're, you're going fast um, you don't need to rush all the time that's also quite some learning from my my accident because there was some, some rush involved and stuff um, so I I'm feeling good, yeah. and I'm looking forward to uh, to finish the race this year in Kitzbühel Kitspe- and Is there one thing that you're
0: that concerns you? Is is there one thing that's kind of got you the most nervous? Whether that's the the route or the other athletes or the team or the preparation, something that is oh, I wish there's could be that difference.
5: Yeah, you know the. Um, to have a proper goal uh, for the race uh, it can give you some some great motivation and for me the main goal will be reach the goal line mm. and um, i'm a little bit of afraid uh, if you have this motivation and the weather is bad um, then you might not reach the goal even it can happen that none of yes. all the pilots reach the goal line because of shitty weather because yeah. the route is longer there are some parts where you have to like land make a selfie do the via ferrata and um, also with the snow situation this year high turn points it might be tricky to reach them by foot mm. and also flying wise because uh, if there's a lot of snow sometimes it's not that easy to go into the high mountains and um, um, this can like it is a good motivation in the beginning, but at one point when you like see the end coming and you calculate, oh, well, it's rainy and you don't reach the goal line, you can fall into kind of depression, and that's quite some mental game, and and there um i really need to be strong and Mm -hmm. my whole team need to be strong
0: yeah it's it's not all going to go according to plan we know
5: that (laughs) it never does yeah you can plan like uh for ages but in the end it will be different it is what it is that's that's also like the positive thing about the race because that's uh the adventure it's adventure flying you plan it will be different sometimes you get some cool surprises yeah sometimes you just fuck up and you you think you, you 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 don't know how to fly anymore. (laughs) And then you see life tracking, and everyone is pumping out, and so, okay. It's okay.
9: <laughs> it's okay. It's
5: okay. The <laughs> yeah, there's a
0: lot of possibilities in 12 days, isn't there? There's been many times in mine where I just think, oh well, that's it, you know. And then an hour later, you're okay, and, and sometimes not. But <laughs> lots of ups and downs. Marcus, I wish you the best of luck. You and your team have a wonderful adventure. Stay healthy, and and uh, we'll see you in 12 days in Zell.
5: Yeah, thank you we very hope. much, again. It was really nice to talk to you. As always. And then see you see you at the finish line.
0: Sounds good, bud. Thank
2: you, good luck. Thanks.
0: Nicola, sitting in your van, we're about 24 hours out. How are you feeling? I'm
10: feeling quite relaxed at the moment. Good. Yeah, uh, we are just thinking day by day. And yeah, because if you think uh, at the whole race, uh, you can feel the...
0: <laughs> yeah, the anxiety. Yeah,
10: yeah, yeah. So, we are quite relaxed and we just check it the weather for tomorrow and... How does it look? Yeah, not so good actually, but <laughs> yeah. With
0: the overdevelopment?
10: It's like uh, quite cloudy all the day, maybe in the afternoon it will be a bit of sun, but then some development.
0: Yeah, i'm hearing some uh, quite strong northeast winds maybe maybe
10: some uh, some weather predictions yeah uh, they have uh,
0: some this strong
10: wind, but others not so it's yeah. quite yeah, we see yeah we'll see tomorrow
0: how does how do how do you feel if you can remember this time compared to two years ago? Uh, you were a rookie going into the last one but still a lot of flying experience in your family and in your history but how do you feel this time compared to last time?
10: Yeah, it's quite different. Yeah, yeah? When you are a rookie yeah, everything is new. Uh, you feel the pressure from the media, from the other athletes and now it's quite it's more familiar no? Yeah. when you come here and you already know many athletes so uh, you feel more relaxed and more focused on to do your best uh, and uh, we have more experience that this helps us uh, a bit uh, and so yeah it's quite it's more nice the second time.
0: <laughs> yeah, you and I had a really cool flight off the Kimsey in in the last race. I it, that was very special. That was really cool coming out of those clouds and <laughs> and uh, the the memories from this are amazing, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you coming
10: in the takeoff. I was waiting there for quite a while. Uh, You told me like something like, uh, "What a crazy shit we are." (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, I remember exactly (laughs) what you you told me. (laughs) We're just gonna fly into the invisible. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Last time with the, you know, they didn't, they didn't. There was quite a few accidents in the last race, and some fear injuries. A lot of really crazy weather. Uh, The craziest that I had seen in my in my four editions. I never really found out they didn't publish too much about what happened. you hit some cable what 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 happened with the accident
10: yeah, It was quite uh, a strange situation. I was uh, flying very close to Theo that was in front of me. I was like twenty meters behind him and uh, we were in this valley with a lot of cables uh invisible cables yes, super invisible. That, that place is scary, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, I saw some cables before, and don't, then that was in front of me, so I was a bit more relaxed. And, and, and then instantly uh, I saw a cable just in front of Theo, and one second later Theo catched this cable with the big swing. And I was so close that I was afraid to go into Theo that was falling. Jeez! Yeah. Wow. So we were also very close to the ridge, so I decided to go. On the ridge and Tomplander, uh, well, <laughs> that was falling beside me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there was a, a small tree that I touched it with
0: the stub below, and, and and spun you into the hill. Yeah. Right. Oh, so it wasn't a cable that got you. It was it. It was the landing. Yeah. The, yeah. The landing. Oh, okay. There was a cable. Yeah. Theo
10: took it. I'm. I was avoiding uh, Theo. And, and wow. The yes.
0: Yeah, uh, so, I never even knew that. Yeah. yeah.
10: It happened in like one second, two seconds. Yep. Yeah.
0: And how bad was the injury?
10: Not so bad actually. I had pre-macro fracture on the vertebrae. Okay. Uh, but not nothing too serious. Uh, I, I just took two months of relax, and then I was like.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So luckily. What? What? What was it like emotionally to have to end? I, I've, I've often, i felt so bad over the years for people that have either gotten hurt or just can't keep going. It must be really difficult.
10: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Mm, it's better to, to don't think uh, yeah. during the race. Uh, or, but yeah, this sport uh, is not, uh, it's not uh, easy. And I think mm, uh, in the next year, uh, we should like um, have more, more rules mm. because uh, yeah, um, it's still an extreme sport, but with more rule, rules, it's more fair and uh, with less risk. Because yeah, some years I, I, um, someone told me that uh, there were some cases uh, that could be even worse than the injury. You know? Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, so yeah. You know, when you are in a race, you, you, you have a mind of, of competition, so you don't care about risk too much. No, mm-hmm. uh, I mean I'm quite shy, so I care about that. <laughs> but if I'm here for winning, I, I go over. No, this. Uh, these risks yeah. and, and there are uh, things that uh, things happen
0: what is your goal for this this one if you have you have many goals I'm sure but uh, is there an overriding you know uh, something you want to achieve from this race sure sure uh,
10: my goal is uh, to enjoy the race first. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then
10: to reach the finish line and uh, that is very a very ambitious uh, mm-hmm. goal but yeah this is what I'm looking for um this year i had some difficult moments at home so i'm not uh, so trained uh, as i wanted to be here physically you mean or, or th- flying wise no
0: physically physically, physically.
10: Yeah. yeah i'm i'm not so bad maybe a bit more trained than last time yeah but i was hoping to come here well more prepared but uh, it's what it is and and the goal is still the same
0: your dad is one of the legends of the sport what 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 advice has he given you that's helped?
10: <laughs> it's uh, actually speaking n- not so uh, so much it was with me. <laughs>
0: yeah.
10: Um, for example, one time we were making a training task with the other pilots in Italia. and uh, I was flying so bad and I was super sad at the landing, and uh, I, I asked him uh, what what I did wrong, no, and <laughs> he. Yeah. Rapping like uh, ah, you were flying today. <laughs> you you was flying today, so <laughs> uh, it shows me uh, how to fly good, yep. but it never really teach me. How
0: okay, to do it. So, ah. yeah, show by example. Yeah. Nicola good luck Uh, I have a soft spot in my heart for you for some reason I I, I really like watching what you do and we had some nice moments in the air last time and I wish you the best of luck you and your team have a wonderful adventure (laughs) thank you so much Kevin and see you around (laughs) see you around (laughs) sounds good All right, I'm Mm -hmm. with team Oz Rich how you doing man? yeah good
11: Yeah, how you feeling? pretty good yeah the prologue was a little bit stressful yeah it's something that you don't really want to mess up on so i was like i was pretty stressed yeah well before the prologue but that went probably better than i'd expected okay um and then yeah i'm not feeling anywhere near as nervous about tomorrow as as the prologue actually because i can sort of take my time and yeah like i've got three days to you know, do all right. I yeah. guess to so I really want to. I don't want to get eliminated on day three. That'd be a bit demoralizing. Is that
0: your biggest fear at this point, or what, what's yes, your what's yes. your biggest concern? I guess
11: my biggest concern is well being injured. Yeah, is probably number one. Yeah, um, and then being eliminated uh, on day three, I think would be yeah, it wouldn't be great. Because it's a lot of prep to only really go
0: three days. Prep, yeah,
11: yeah. The preparation, people don't really realize how intense it is preparation is as soon as you get in you start thinking well i actually gave myself two days just to celebrate i had a few drinks you know called some friends up and then i needed to start training and started you know getting plans and it's just a really as you know it's just a A lot big it's like being being a project manager for a company you know yeah but and people are coming with you on this ride and it's sort of you know inherently it's pretty selfish activity Mm. um so trying to you know get the right people with the right skills and then you know, i don't have heaps of money i don't you know spent most of my time not working in my life adventuring yeah so I'm trying to work that in exercise and work i don't know how people like james does it with like two kids and a wife
0: and yeah it's impressive but the, the ones that aren't you know quote-unquote professional pilots that they're doing this is uh, you know it's it's a
11: lot it's a year it is
0: and then you talk to the guys that are you know that they do this professionally they never stop training
11: yeah Uh, it's just it's gone it's almost like there's three tiers you know yeah there's the pros you'd be pretty much well i don't i think it'd be really 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 difficult to beat those guys because they're just full-time and they have you know support and they have heaps of sponsorship they don't really have to worry as much I don't think as, you know as it's different pressures from Australia. it is different yeah. pressures because they've got probably a lot sponsors. more
0: people to make happy and yeah, yeah there's a lot there's a lot of uh demands
11: too that you don't see and yeah I there's think, a lot of people pulling them in you would have gone through it
0: yeah it's just you know so it's a it's a lot of workload I've always thought that it's actually probably easier to just make your money and then go do it yeah you that's
11: know? Nick so I spoke to him before as he did the sponsorship thing for the first race. Yeah. And then afterwards it's just easier going and working. Get mom and get a little car and eat yeah, some cheese. You know, I don't know if I'd do it. Nick's a special character, hey He's like, very special. Yeah. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> uh I yesterday we had this little moment where I was like okay when are you planning on washing my clothes, you know and Nicky <laughs> who's brought in last time was like we didn't do any washing last time. No,
0: so he, he didn't need much. Yeah, I'm like really, uh, just give him some butter. It'll
11: be it? all right. <laughs> then I see him and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to wash his clothes." And so I need to have that discussion because I'm stain Oh
0: boy, you got you, you should you should come on Team USA one of these days. I'll show you some smell. Oh, right, god. Yeah. Holy cow, we win that category for sure. <laughs> um, so what do you what you said? One of your concerns is the elimination, but what what's kind of the source uh, of maybe you and your team is rookie there's a lot you don't know you've got nikki who did uh, who supported nick a couple times so she's bringing a lot of experience but what are the things that you guys are what would you say is kind of defining the race right now in terms of the oh shit factor you know what there's a lot you don't know when you're going into the is a rookie i'm really
11: lucky actually i i'm connected to a lot of Experienced people, and I was here for three weeks before the race, and I just met just like previous X-Ups pilots that were that are willing to help me out. Mm. Like, um, it's a nice uh, community, isn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. All these people just came out of the woodwork. So I've got um, Sebastian Benz, who I rate as one of the best pilots in the world. He was doing the weather for us. He's actually going to Texas yep. in a couple of days to try and break the world record Wicked. with the Swiss League. Yep. Um, so he was a bit like, oh, sorry, it's the last minute just to let you know I'm going to do the weather. But his girlfriend, Steffi, who supported Kriegel in, in his last campaign, Mm. So she's a meteorologist. She's going to help us out with the weather. Great. And then Martin, I'm not sure of Martin's name, but he was in four X-ups. I think the last one was maybe 2017. Martin yeah. Mueller? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I know. I met him flying the French Flats yeah. a couple of weeks ago. He's super keen to help out. He was saying "Craig will call some up, you know, for advice. So oh, yeah. He's on, we have a WhatsApp group. Christian Burlington, who was in 2017 X-ups. Yeah. Um, Shay Gollis, who was also in the two thousand seventeen x Um, some pilots. Christopher Fromm, he actually works for Bernard and lives in Fish. He's on our group. Um, Great. Helping us out when we go through there. Cool. Um, and just random, you know, local pilots and men along the way who who want to help have added them to what's happening. So that's um that's something that we'll yeah we'll sort of call on and rely on we don't we're not going to rely on them this is just like you know, yeah if they want more to information help. is good information yeah we, i found in the exp that um That's a, a lot of people will kind of hold back because they don't want to tell you to do something that will end up um you know in a mistake but as long as we have a good weather forecast we know whether to take the north route or the south route something else i need to mention Nova have just been incredible mm. with our preparation. I've slept in the Nova, like I've been dirtbagging a bit. Slept in the Nova office 6 times in the last couple of weeks. Great. They help with the stickers, they're helping with route decisions. We've nice got one. like north route tracks, south route tracks, you know, over, over developing in the back range tracks. Um, Hill, who's been contracting for Nova for the last 20, 30 years? He was cruising around with us for a week, helping us, pointing out where not to go, where to go. Okay. There's a little bit, little bit of pressure actually, because if I. It's something that he taught me I'm going to be (laughs) (laughs) Why'd you do that? Yeah, no, I told you that. And that's so much information. Um, Yeah, but making the
0: call at the time is,
11: you know, it's... Yeah, uh, it's it's another thing,
0: eh? Yeah, it's another thing. What is your... uh, I have to admit, I don't know much about your background. I read your bio for your application. You've done a lot of adventure type stuff. But you said before we started recording that you've been flying about 10 years. Give the listeners a, a very quick resume of your flying background.
11: Yeah, no worries. Probably starts with the the death of my mum. So. I was heavily into rock climbing and I was always, since I was 12, I grew up near Canungro, which is mm-hmm. a really popular flying spot in Australia. Yeah. Saw a hang glider um, and said to myself, I'm going to do that when I get older. My dad was a pilot, a uh, fixed-wing pilot, worked for Civil Aviation Authority for 40 years. He's been retired for ages now. So I've sort of got it in my blood. I was flying balsa wood gliders trying to c- catch thermals when I was 10 down the local tennis court. You know. mm. Um, so I've had it in my mind, um, to, that I wanted to, you know, be a pilot, sort of, it was hang gliding, actually, I wanted to be mm. a hang gliding pilot, I still do, I'd like to get trained. Yeah. And then my mum passed away in 2012, I found myself, I was volunteering, um, doing nursing in Nepal, and I was pretty sad, I was close to mum, and I thought, oh, well, I may as well just have a look at this paragliding, mm. just to see if I liked it. And I did, um, through, uh, was it Blue, Blue Sky? paragliding in Mm popra did the 17-day course and i was just hooked from day one Mm. and then the first four years i had two major shoulder operations um sort of back to back so i didn't do any flying for a year i had 60 hours in the first four years and the last six and a half years i just decided to hit it um and thought well if i'm going to get good at this i need to fly as much as i can and you know try and just be as confident as possible my main goal actually was to just do vol so i went to went to Pokhara, turn circles for 60 hours in the same thermal so I sort of learnt thermaling i was really lucky i went to went to beer directly after that trip and ran into brian moore he's like a, yep. have you heard of brian yeah moore? Sure, uh, I've got a big man crush on that guy. It's the biggest adventure, and he was doing Volbiv mm-hmm. in the late '80s in New Zealand. Like, yep. and this stuff doesn't really get talked about because, you know, it's not big on social media. Yeah, we didn't have Instagram big, then, back then. Yeah, exactly. So if he was young and he, he'd be, I don't know, I, I don't know who I'd compare him to. Just, John Sylvester. Yeah, yeah, yeah or Ant, Antoine Girard or something. Yeah. You know? um, just the stuff that he was doing was. Just incredible. And not just paragliding, he was New Zealand Mountaineer, Mountaineer of the Year. Wow. Like really competent. He does he does everything outdoors and he's really good at it, you know, kayaking, yeah. grade four or five. Um, oh kiting, snow kiting, skiing. So he was your inspiration. Yeah, and he took me on my first <laughs> while a bit of trip in beer. Got up to 6,000 meters, landed down in Manali and camped at 4,000. My mind was just blown. I was a 100-hour pilot. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then after that, I've been doing everything I can. Get that, that, get that
0: little twitch back. in your eye that you can never shake. Yeah, Uh-oh,
11: I remember landing more, like, please. on the way back to beer because I didn't really know where to go when I landed. And I just laid on the ground. I was like, oh my god, what have I just done? I don't know I, you know, that was so full on scary so that that was that was really important for me and then i've just been, i've spent a lot of time in beer You've got local friends have mm. a motorcycle there. it's been difficult because of covid but that's a really good place to get skills up yeah so to cut a long story short my main goal was to get enough skills so i could do serious while and then i was booked into a trip to Kyrgyzstan. i was going to go there for a month um and then COVID happened mm. so my flights were all you know booked ready to go i was going to go with a canadian friend and then couldn't go because of COVID. Mm. So and was... you
0: got COVID during the x Yeah, and Yeah. It's... So
11: I thought like, I'm getting pretty old. I was born in 1976. Yeah. And last year, I just had this year before crazy idea. I I'd just apply for XPR and then I got in. And then you know, I was just like a life experience thing. I wanted to you know, yeah. just go and have some fun with some mates and I got COVID. Like out of all the things that could happen, yeah, and then yeah, tested myself on day five, and like I was sick, like really sick. I had night sweats and stuff, but and I was like, well, I could do this with COVID because I walked three hundred k with sixteen thousand meters elevation and didn't fly very far. It was it was really full on event. Yeah, flew one hundred eighty k or something, but and then after that, we didn't really think it was like I don't know. I wasn't put off the experience and just applied for xops and here you are
0: yeah. Well, so, good luck, my friend. It's uh, it's gonna be fun to watch you guys. I wish you and your team the best of luck and have a wonderful and safe adventure. Thank and, you very uh, much. Hope to see you in Zell in twelve yeah, days. Cheers! Thanks for chatting.
11: And yeah, our, yeah, yeah. Our goal is to have as much fun as possible. You know. That's all. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah. Just have. A Whether life. you're
0: going for the win or just having an adventure, it, it ain't worth it if you're not having fun. Yeah.
11: Exactly. I think the team that has the most fun is probably the one. the ones that win. Yeah. Well, I'll be
0: looking for you guys having fun. Thank Thank you very much. Thanks man. Yeah, thanks dude. Appreciate it. Cheers. Yeah, just nice and steady. Because the hand is
12: when it moves it's it's crazy. Oh. Uh so that uh tell her
0: Okay. We're talking to Tengi and Tim Roaches, who uh, you're a rookie this year. You just did the Chablis out and uh, gave Kriegel a hell of a run for its money, and you got fourth <laughs> in the prologue. Beast, what are you guys thinking at this point? We're 24 hours from the race. How do you feel?
12: Uh, good, a uh, little stressed <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's the uh, first time uh, we will do it, so yeah. Well, uh, Me, I'm a little bit stressed. Yeah, for I don't sure. know
13: for the team. Same for everyone we in the team. It's, uh, it's, it,
0: what, what uh, as a rookie team, but you've worked together quite a bit in the Bournes, the Chablais, the X Red Rocks, you both competed in the X Red Rocks, but do you feel that that uh, gives you, is it relevant to the X Alps or is this just a completely different kind of, it's so much more?
13: I think uh, yeah we trained a lot uh, we made many competitions until today but uh, six Alps it's one step over so it's longer it's harder it's uh, the team is bigger so we will have to manage with all this so yeah I think it will be one step over for sure.
0: Was the prologue quite good for your confidence?
12: Yeah yeah, yeah I'm a, yeah uh, it's it's good for the mentality to finish uh, yeah close to the podium
0: in the expir you had the the small injury with your leg and i know that was tricky what did you change from from there to here i remember we were talking Uh, about this last fall in terms of your physical training
12: uh i i took a coach for my training and i made uh, a lot of downhill uh, Um, more that's the preparation for the XPR. okay and i changed a lot this and i made also a lot of trial running more not only i can fly but also a lot of uh, I try running here yeah. what is your uh
0: what have you been doing to learn the course has that been on the move and you're flying a bunch of it or are you doing mostly from maps what has been your team and your preparation for the 1200 and some odd kilometers that you've got to cover in the next 12 days
13: mm, i think we checked mostly um mostly on internet, on maps, and uh, on XA track, and all, all these maps.
0: Yeah. Is your plan to, you know, between each turn point, do you have various different routes that you can just load up, or are you just going to fly the sky? Is it
12: more... We'll see uh, during the race, uh, yeah. Yeah.
13: we prepared many things, but uh, for sure we'll need to adapt all the time, and uh, yeah, for sure it's uh, always depending on on what time we will be at this point or... And, and yeah. Tim,
0: you're a really accomplished World Cup pilot. Are you two in touch when he's flying and you're on the ground and you're feeding information? Yeah. Or, or, okay, so when you're in the air, you're you're getting feedback from your team, yeah. and you're getting
12: and information yeah, on the man, weather and... Yeah, and, and many also for the airspace. Ah, okay, yeah. are you nervous about the airspace? Yeah, and uh, for all the information about uh, the other pilot. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: As a as a rookie team, I know there's a lot of unknowns. What is the most? What is the thing you're more concerned about than anything else right now?
4: Mm,
13: I think I will say how to manage with uh, how to sleep and to not be so much tired. Yeah. And to deal with this and yep.
12: yeah, and don't yeah, don't go so fast at the beginning. Keep uh, a lot of energy. Keep it tapped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly.
0: I'm really excited to watch you guys, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, Uh, we you the best of luck Tangy, you're you're ready man, I can tell it, I can see it in your (laughs) face, so enjoy the adventure. Yeah,
12: thank you Gavin.
2: Thanks guys.
0: Hey,
2: second time. Yeah, excellent. Tom, it's good to be sitting here with you, getting ready for your ninth one, how are you
14: feeling? Yeah, man, I'm I'm feeling great. I mean, as as always, you know, the pre-week is a little bit uh, hectic. You know, everyone is running around, we're trying to fix uh, all the little problems. And uh, but right now, the team is ready, everything is set, and uh, <clears throat> yeah,
0: it's always like uh, it's time to go now.
14: You yeah. know, we, we wanna we just wanna go. We wanna hit the road.
0: Yeah, but there's a lot of anticipation here, isn't there? You got here first, though. You said, You'd... yeah. So this
14: time, you know, I played it a little bit differently. Um, I came here first, uh, like yeah almost eight days ago or something yeah I came first and when you come first the team is relaxed you know the organization was super chill uh, I was the first in you know so no no stress everyone yeah. was uh, really yeah peaceful and uh, I did everything on the first day. I did uh, the photo shooting, the branding check, you know, the medical check. Everything was done really fast. Yeah. Um, I kind of squeezed in, you know, here and there. And um, and then I could kind of disconnect again. I went off. I went to the mountains. I went flying a little bit. I just, uh, yeah, left the place because <clears throat> even I, I mean, I, I like to spend time with all the competitors and stuff, but this camping place, you know, it becomes, uh, you know, everyone is it's stressed, uh, lots of questions and stuff. and. Uh, um, I like to have a bit of a time off before I go on a race like this so then I came back for the Prologue um, Prologue was amazing and everything went well and it's it's uh, really cool this Prologue because it's always a good opportunity to see if everything is ready test it all uh, test it all and, and double check everything And now it's time to go, man. Uh, It's like we could stay here for five more days preparing and, you know, looking at things and preparing checklists and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, it's time to start. And then we go and and, uh, when we really, when we will be, once we will be on the road, it's going to be... know gone and and everything stays behind and we can just focus on on racing
0: you're on the pilot committee and there are some pretty big changes this year uh both for safety and for night pass and these kind of things but uh talk about the rest period i don't know that the fans understand how that works yeah so it's been you know it's been a while we've been talking about it for a while i i've known
14: it i've known all the difference uh you know situation because I in 2007 we had no rest period you know it was like 24 7 we slept almost nothing you know, we would sleep two hours here two hours there everyone was exhausted and it was very risky and obviously um, the organization understood that okay it would make sense to put a rest period but then the first time they did it it was a very short one it was yeah. around four hours or something and everyone sticks to that and then doesn't rest at all you know so and we've been talking to them for a while and this year we said okay we think that it, it's now time to really think about safety because we come to a moment in in the alps uh, history where um you know the level is extremely high uh, people fly in all kind of conditions uh, with Technical gliders, you know, and uh, with a little rest, it can get quite dangerous. Mm. So we thought, okay, we if we make the resting period a little longer, and you can compare it to the XPEER or to other races, even though the Alps is totally different and it's a it's a different league, but um but you see that if you have more resting period, um, it actually goes faster mm. because people take better decisions. Uh, they run faster on the ground you know and they recover better um, and we think and we hope that it would mean also less accidents mm-hmm. uh, and I'm always a little bit surprised and I mean touch wood um, we hope that nothing's gonna ever gonna happen but it's quite incredible that's it in hasn't. all those years, nothing very serious has happened you know yep. like, um, so now we're in a situation where we want to avoid every you know any big accident and we talked to the organizer and to the team with the pilot committee and with the athletes we ask for a little longer rest period and we finally found a, a really cool compromise and I think it's a, that's a really good move um, we have the rest period is a bit longer, but only by half an hour. So yeah. that's not very significant. I mean, it's 7 hours instead of 6.30. But what really makes a difference, and I think it's, it's super smart, it's to we can adapt it uh, and we can choose when we take this block of 7 hours between 9 and 11 in the evening, and it means between 4 and 6 in the morning. So. At nine, you can say, okay, I can stop now because I've been hiking all day and I'm exhausted and I will push tomorrow morning again because after it's flyable. Or, or you can say, hey, I'm feeling fresh. I've been flying all day. I'm just gonna go for two more hours and then tomorrow I position myself um, and you stop at 11. What also is makes a big difference, it means that you can better select your campsite mm. because many times before I would say to my team, hey guys, uh, six kilometers in front, wait for me and then they will go but maybe they don't find Not something they go another kilometer and then it's steep and then you start you end up running up the hill you know yeah. to make it on time um or on the other way around like uh, you arrive too early to the camp and then you burn 20 minutes uh, yep. just uh, for nothing so now i think that's going to help also people so as that. soon as
0: you get there you hit the clock and your bell and you exactly hours. Yeah, yeah that's, that's great the thing. that's great
14: so i think that's that's really cool to do it like this
0: And the other big change is the night pass. You now can Mm -hmm. call it at 8 p.m. So it gives you another eight hours to think about it. Yeah.
14: So in the past, we've seen that, you know, some athletes, you know, you you had to announce the the night pass around before noon, I think. And so it means that you don't really know where you're going to be in the evening. You know, you don't don't have a clear... um, idea in your head, like, am I going to fly far this afternoon, am I going to be on top of a mountain? Or, and so we thought it would be much more interesting to be able to use it in the evening or to say to the organization that you will use it in the evening, um, because then you can just say, okay, well, now is the time, you know, 7pm, oh, let's check. What's the, what would be a good move? Or do we have a long valley crossing tomorrow? Or should we just push on foot or... Um, and so I think we will use it better uh, this way and people will make better choices. And it, it also means that it's gonna be safer for everyone because if yeah. you're exhausted and then you t- oh yeah, shit, I pulled my, my night pass this morning, but I didn't know I was gonna hike all day and I'm exhausted, but you still wanna use it. So you push more and then you don't sleep and that's... So I think it's also in terms of safety quite interesting and strategically a lot more interesting and for those who have two night passes um, you know they can they've got some that padding there I mean it's it's
0: I think tighter than we've ever seen maybe with the with the level and I think those the three that have it that it's nice to have it's a nice thing to have even a couple hours or something Can make the whole difference it can make the whole difference especially at the end Uh, and the other big one is this yellow card red card thing what's that all about yeah so that's that's also interesting Um,
14: I don't know, that that came really from the organization side. They thought that we should have something, you know, like we should say something if if someone does something wrong. Like we've talked a lot about um, flying into clouds before, you know, and we know that some athletes have been flying into clouds. Uh, repeatedly and um, we also know that some athletes have been flying in teams and, and that really is a big advantage if you're flying with three four or five guys around you you know like maybe competition pilots super fresh pilot, local really pilots in the, yeah. the area they go in front they show you the thermals and stuff that's of course that's a massive advantage uh, and that's something we don't want to see because obviously that's not fair you know yeah. so the organization said okay well we should think about something and now they came out with the idea of well first penalty it's all there I mean if they are 100% sure that you went into a cloud um, it's filmed or it's you know you have proof then you might get a directly penalty Mm -hmm. Um, but if there is a doubt and you know it's not clear, then this there's a yellow card you can get two yellow cards and then you get a red card Um, and I think it it was just for them to say okay be careful we're looking at you Um, don't do anything stupid and if you do Everyone will know. It's not like I, I give you a call. It's you get a, a yellow card, yeah. and uh, the whole community knows that you're being, you know, playing with the edges a little bit. So I think that's all together. That's interesting. What I, what I, I'm not sure about is the way they should implement it because I don't think that the athletes will, you know, call the organization and say, "Hey, this guy went into a cloud." Right. I mean, it's like, just we're all friends here, and we all respect each other and stuff. And so now it comes to down to this. I think. Between ourselves, like between the athletes, we kind of made a gentleman agreement. When yeah. I talk with the other guys, himself, and yeah, just let's okay, that's okay if she gets sucked into a cloud for ten meters, but just don't go three hundred meters in the cloud. Don't and, use it to advantage. You know, just just let's play fair, you yeah. know, and the best will win, and that's it.
0: Yeah, excellent. So the final question I have to ask you: This is your ninth one. You've been mm-hmm. doing this for half your life, as you said in the press conference yesterday. How is this different than your preparation in the beginning? How does it feel different?
14: Yeah, I mean, it it really feels different because, um, you know, in 2007, I was only 21 years old. Uh, I was super young. I had no clue about the whole thing. I had no money. I was on a super small budget. Um, I was sleeping in my van was more a car than a van. So we had to keep the the door open so that I could sleep. And, you know, so it was like, um, it was was quite uh, tight. and, And yeah, I had no clue about it. Like, I didn't know how it would work and stuff. But still, I, I had a great race. I was always uh, into the top 10 and I was really pushing physically and, and flying also. And But I've learned so much. And, and that's what I like from the very first uh, edition is that you learn so much about the uh, flying obviously but uh, you know also how to prepare physically mentally about nutrition about uh, you know uh, dealing with the lack of sleep um, dealing with emotions and stuff and it and i think all together it makes you a better person you know mm-hmm. in a way also how to work with with the team you know how to and so um that's been very interesting and and for me it has been kind of a yeah. <laughs> through my life you know um it helped me uh, it was kind of a Little lighthouse you know out there every two years i knew okay i have the excels in my agenda i have to select <laughs> a proper team i have to prepare physically i have to take care of uh, what i eat how i rest you know how i manage uh, um, you know budgets or anything and so that's been really interesting yeah. uh, for me it's it's really it comes down to this it's a uh, it's a really big part of my life yeah and but you know if i look at if i take a bit of distance um I'm I'm not extremely, um, you know. I'm, I'm a competitive guy, but uh, but altogether, this is not about this anymore. You know, this is more about the adventure and the beauty of being out there with the team and pushing. My main goal is to make it to the end uh, in style. You know, yeah. like uh, big lines and and fly well and enjoy the flying and then push as much as I can and I want to be you know on the last day I want to say okay well I've I've gave it all you know yeah. all I had um and I think now it's number nine I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go for number 10 because that's a cool number uh, but then then I might you know I'm, I might do something like you you do now <laughs> I think that's so cool I would love to do that see the race from the outside and you know just uh, be there with, with everyone and, and I think also for you it's so interesting to see it from the outside to see how people function and how they work and, and maybe you come back into yours with all this knowledge you know so that's in, that's, in, a, be in a sense
0: I, I look at it kind of like spying I, I, I can always imagine. know what's going on with my team but this will give a chance I'm really looking forward to that I want to come and see what you guys do at mm-hmm. night and the, the other teams and how it operates and is, as you know the team is everything it's everything. so fun yeah. I, I love it you're going to war you know with yeah. your, your best mates and it's yeah, it's tantalizing, and, and that's the thing, you know. I've
14: I've learned that through the years, also. I'm my first. Uh, supporter at the time we could only have one supporter and we did like every team would come with only one supporter Um, and I remember telling him yeah you know I'm racing but during the day you can stay at the campsite and you you know stay by the swimming pool read a book and then in the evening come and drop me some food and stuff and so I would go I would I would get into lines at the uh, you know local shops to buy an ice cream or something you know (laughs) it was 2007 (laughs) and then the second time I did, did it with my um Oh, the third time I did it with my brother just because we thought ah this is a cool adventure but he knew nothing about paragliding right. he's in the counter you know so my team has always been like ok well just pure feeling but since I would say 2013 2015 I started to really select my teams and check ok how can they bring to the team, and what how, what can they bring to the team and stuff, and and this is so interesting. Yeah. Um, and we have really cool, really good profiles this year. Uh, people who really know how to how to deal with this, and um, and that's super interesting. You learn so much,
0: yeah. Yeah. Tom, I wish you the best of luck. You and your Thank team you so much. have a wonderful adventure. And we I will look for sure. forward to being out in the air with you. Excellent. Yeah. Looking forward to flying with you.
14: Maybe you can show me a few
2: thermals. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. Yeah. Thanks, my friend. Thanks, cheers, man.